You are listening to the Permission to Burn Your Manual podcast. I am your host, Kathy Whaley, MD, physician and life coach. Do you want to live the life you choose? A life that is by design rather than by default? Well, that path to the life you choose is uniquely yours, and it's filled with limitless potential. So join me and burn your manual. This book that defines our expectations of self, but also holds us back. Together, we will forge, innovate, and refine as we go along. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Permission to Burn Your Manual. I'm your host, Kathy Whaley, MD. Today, we're going to talk about life-altering events. I have been pondering life-altering events for quite a while, roughly almost three years. There are so many life-altering events in our lives. Cancer, death of a loved one, bankruptcy. For me so far, a life-altering event for me that's probably the most powerful has been the COVID pandemic. And I pondered it for quite a while in the middle of the pandemic, but then I sort of stopped until... I had my first COVID bout not long ago, and that brought this back into refocus, right? Nine out of 10 of our family members, which is really all there is, all had COVID, and two of them had rebound COVID, and I still have respiratory symptoms. As you can hear, I'm pretty congested, and I currently have a friend that's in the hospital with complications related to COVID despite being vaccinated. And so all of these things really brought into focus the pandemic again, and what a life altering event it has been not only for me, but so many others. What has made it a life altering event? It's going to be different for everybody. For me, I frankly never imagined in my lifetime that I would see such mass casualty and suffering on my doorstep. A problem medicine could not fix. People we could not save. So many people died. And people killed themselves and had mental health issues. Reality had become a nightmare to me. The world now personified represented the internal suffering that I was already feeling before the pandemic. And I just didn't see any way to escape. So it was that moment, that life-altering event, that finally catapulted me into a space where My limiting beliefs no longer mattered, and I was able to innovate and think outside the box. I tuned into my authenticity, and I stopped accepting what was and started creating what could be. So here's the problem I see. It doesn't actually take a life-altering event to do those things. This was always available to me. But I held me back. I was in my way, 
quite simply. And life is too short to do it the same if it's not serving you. So how do we solve for this so that we don't wait for a life-altering event to alter our lives? We can just do it on purpose. The most powerful reason that you are not altering your life is all about your own beliefs. Your own beliefs about your life, about whether you think you can change it, the limiting beliefs that tell you that you can't or that you shouldn't, that's it. So for the rest of the episode, that is what we are going to explore. If we are going to recognize what our baseline beliefs are, we have to create awareness about it. So if you know that there is something you want to change about your life and you're not on that path, then there is a belief there that's holding you back. It's a matter of being open to figuring it out. So for example, before I finally had this moment, you know, this aha, I'm done with this, my limiting beliefs were monstrous. There were so many. For example, I kept telling myself, you worked so hard to be a doctor. It's literally your lifelong dream. You went to school for decades. You delayed living your life only to walk away. And at the time I wanted to walk away. But for the most part, walking away was about trying to create something new and telling myself that there wasn't room for both and that I couldn't be a doctor and actually be well, have wellness. So let's look at those beliefs and think about them. And so as you look at your own beliefs, I am going to suggest that you ask yourself one very, 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 if you can't tell, I'm really emphasizing this one, (laughs) important question. I want you to ask yourself, can you consider the idea that you might be wrong about that? that these beliefs and all the evidence you've collected might be wrong. Because I'm going to tell you, those beliefs that I just listed off, which there are so many more, I use to convince myself that I should tamp down any desire to change, grow, do something new. And frankly, those beliefs, like, were bullshit in terms of limiting me, but that's how I use those beliefs. So looking at this, yes, I did work hard. Working hard doesn't equal never work hard again. Why me working hard to become a doctor equaled Don't ever try to grow or change. I don't know, but that's how I added it up in my mind. 
okay, being a doctor is my lifelong dream. I don't know many people that only have one dream in their lifetime. Yet, that's all I was affording myself. Oh, this is your one dream. Stop now. I went to school for a really long time and went into a lot of debt. Okay. Like, so what? Why does it matter that I worked hard for this particular dream? Why does it matter that I spent a lot of time in school and now I'm ready to pursue another one? Why does it matter that there's a lot of school and debt related to the first one? Walking away was the only way to do something new. That was a really big one because I wasn't allowing myself to do something new because I kept telling myself, well, I don't know how to do anything else. And, you know, this, I'm a doctor and I don't have room in my life for it. And so if I want to do something new, it means I have to leave something behind. I mean, that is another limiting belief. It's false. You can make room for whatever you want in your life. Yes, there is a finite amount of time, but the things that are important have a place. And then lastly, the whole idea that I couldn't be a doctor and have wellness, that is a deeply steeped cultural belief within medicine. Within medicine, we're almost valued for denying our body what it needs, for denying our mind what it needs. How many times did you talk to your fellow colleagues about how long you went before you peed again? Those conversations happened for us. Or how fast you could chomp down your lunch. And really, the denial was far-reaching. We weren't just denying our minds and our bodies. We were denying our families, too. So, the idea that I could have wellness and still be a doctor was a really hard sell for me. That is a belief that I have had to work on over and over and over again. Because I don't see the people around me having success at cultivating their wellness. There are some, and I will certainly say that now that I have more friends who are coaches, I see more examples of what's possible. But at the time when it was just me in the South with not really that social structure to show me it was possible. I had to believe it for myself before seeing it. So I love to emphasize this point when it comes to altering our life, goal cultivation, changing our mindset. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. So how did I start believing first? That's what we're going to talk about. As I told you before, I already worked on creating awareness. 
But then I had to really examine those beliefs and decide if they were serving to me and if I wanted to continue to support them. And as you can gather, I universally said no. But when you've practiced beliefs for such a long time, and they are so ingrained internally and serve as a core belief, when you first start questioning them and looking to alter the beliefs, it feels really weird. And it almost feels as if your brain is resisting the new thoughts. Because it feels weird and uncomfortable, and our brain is resisting the idea of new, this is often the place where we stop and we turn. And we give up on the idea that we can shift our beliefs. So I'm here to tell you, If you're at the point where it feels weird and uncomfortable and your brain is resisting to change, this is how you know you're doing it right. This is evidence that you're starting to change your mindset. Okay, so here is how in the coaching world we would use a thought model, which my teacher Brooke Castillo created and is based on cognitive behavior therapy to really look and see how our beliefs are creating our results because that's the bottom line believing is seeing so whatever you believe about your life your circumstance is what is going to create the result you have So I believed that when it came to my wellness, that it was impossible to have wellness so long as I was a doctor. And here's the thing. Do you want to know what the result, like what the actions were that I took? I didn't try to have wellness. I used to. But I stopped trying And so I ate the food that was convenient and I compromised my exercise on a regular basis and I let my mental health really, really slip because I had told myself it's impossible to have it. That was a very unserving thought model. The circumstance was just wellness and me being a doctor. Those are the only two facts. There are plenty of other people who would see that differently, right? In fact, there's this super awesome um, mom doc online who's called um, Fit Boss Doc. And she manages to be healthy as you know. It was only impossible because I told myself it was impossible. And therefore, I put no effort into proving myself wrong. So that was my, what we call an unintentional thought model. That was sort of how my brain thought about this on a default. And so when we recognize, okay, I'm thinking this, and therefore 
I'm not healthy. Then we can start wondering and questioning if our belief is really true or could something else be more true. Remember I said the most powerful question you can ask yourself is, is it possible that you're wrong about this? And we're saying it in a loving, compassionate way. This is not accusatory. This is exploratory. Okay? So I had to ask myself, is it possible that I'm wrong about this? That I could be a doctor and have wellness? And just opening up the door to considering it meant that I was able to try on new beliefs more easily. And so I didn't immediately get to this thought, but I grew into this thought, which was, I can create my own personal wellness in any circumstance, anytime I want. And that was really empowering. But I didn't go from A to Z in a flash. That's just not realistic. That's not how it happened. Instead, it was just bridging myself there. So we talk about bridge thoughts or ladder thoughts. Um, Bev Aaron, who is one of my favorite coaches, uh, taught the ladder thoughts in my certification program. And it's really about finding a thought that feels just a fraction less shitty than the thought you were thinking. And that is true and believable to you. So for example, initially my thought was just like, I'm learning to believe that I have the power to change my wellness because I really didn't believe that initially, right? When I was at the place that I can't be a doctor and have wellness, I had given away all of my power. I was very disempowered and victimized as if being a doctor had stolen my wellness and as if being a doctor was a person that broke into the safe and stole all of my wellness. Not really true, but that's where I was at. So we don't have to get exactly where we want to go in terms of our thoughts right off the bat. We just have to make a 1% improvement, a tiny little bit. And when that thought doesn't make us as uncomfortable and it doesn't make us as resistant then we move it along just a smidge further we just move the needle until we get to the place where we have a really strong belief that is serving to us that one percent gain increases exponentially with time when we create habits around thought work and honing our beliefs to be serving.
you can create your own radical change or growth or innovation or whatever it is that you're craving to do without a life-altering event. A life-altering event is simply a catalyst for the change. And you can be your own catalyst. That is all I have for you today, my friends. Please note that in the show notes, I have provided a link to sign up for a special look inside the Restorative Wellness Coaching Program. What I have included here is one piece of a module that I've given to the folks in the coaching program that teaches about the thought model and how to use the thought model to explore your beliefs and to cultivate new beliefs. So this is completely free to you, but I think it is something that will help supplement this episode and drive home these points. And I wanted to teach it in a more um, structured way. So I went ahead and used uh, that one lesson from the module that I'm going to share with you all. If this episode resonated for you, please help me show this to others so that we can help as many people as possible in creating their own wellness and creating their own change in helping them learn to be their own catalyst. Have an amazing week. Are you ready to start making progress forging the path to the life you choose? Well, visit me at freedomforphysicians.com. Here you will find free resources and guides for any healthcare professional ready to get started. As always, I'd love to hear from you, so don't hesitate to reach out. Are you ready to start making progress forging the path to the life you choose? Well, visit me at freedomforphysicians.com. Here you will find free resources and guides for any healthcare professional ready to get started.